Hello everyone, this is Yvonne and today's episode of A to Easy will be on AF. I will be attempting to share everything I know about this, including the presentation, investigations and management. And here we have our special guest to help me in doing that. Hi everyone, this is Sally. I'm excited to learn about AF. But first of all, Yvonne, what is AF? What does it stand for? So, that always depends on the context. So firstly, let's ignore the urban dictionary definition and focus on the medical one. AF stands for atrial fibrillation, okay? And and what's atrial fibrillation? So, atrial fibrillation is a very commonly seen arrhythmia, which is characterized by uncoordinated atrial activation, which as a result has irregular ventricular response. So, if we go back to our physiology, we have our sinoatrial node in our right atrium, which is our pacemaker, meaning it controls the rate of our heart. This creates an action potential, which means basically a signal, and causes an atrial contraction. And it also sends a signal to the AVN node, atrioventricular node, which then sends an electrical impulse down the bundle of his and the perconjure fibers, and then it causes the ventricles to contract. So back to AEF, we have an uncoordinated atrial activation, which means that instead of our normal atrial contraction, which if you want to visualize is like clapping your hands together, instead of that, because we have multiple focal contractions, you can imagine your fingers tingling together. That's kind of what your atrium does instead of contracting properly, which means that the AVN node doesn't get the signal in order to contract. Therefore, it gets randomly some of those signals and causing an irregular rhythm. Okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. I remember the sinoatrial node and atrioventricular node, that's all going back to me. And so what you're saying is that usually it's like really simple. The SAN goes to the AVN in one smooth signal, but instead we have all these random mini signals causing random mini atrial contractions and random activation of the AVN causing random ventricular contractions as well. Perfect, perfect. Awesome. But so, so why does that happen though? What causes AF to occur? So the honest answer, we don't truly know. <laughs> I say a lot of things in medicine, yeah. but shh, <laughs> big secret there. We have a few associations. So an, a number of cardiac risk factors include valvular heart disease and coronary artery disease. And then we have also some non-cardiac risk factors such as hyperthyroidism and electrolyte imbalances. Okay, great. So I can imagine I'm saying all of these to my consultant when they ask me about the risk factors, but what does the patient look like in front of me? Sometimes and most of the time, they actually are asymptomatic. They look completely normal. But when it does manifest into symptoms, those include palpitations, which is basically your heart beating out of your chest, lightheadedness, you feel a bit dizzy, and shortness of breath. Okay, cool. So if I know a patient's got AF on the ward, I can ask them if they've had palpitations, they've ever had like lightheaded episodes, and if they've ever had shortness of breath episodes. So that's if I already know they've got it, or I'm just really good at history taking. How else can I tell that they've got AF if I didn't know before? So will you take your history, and then when you go to examine them, on your examination, you'll find an irregularly irregular pulse. An irregularly irregular pulse. That's hard to say, but good to know. What does it mean though, actually? Simply put, it's a rhythm that does not have a pattern. So it is completely random. As opposed to... So there are different types of rhythms. So we have the regular rhythm, which is the normal variant, is what everyone should be technically having. And each 
interval between each heartbeat is exactly the same. So it goes like, as you would expect. Then we have the irregular rhythms and these kind of like spread into two categories, which is the regularly irregular and the irregularly irregular. So the regularly irregular means that they actually have a pattern. It's an irregular pattern. So it could be like, but it's always the same thing. And conditions that are usually associated with a regularly irregular pattern is second degree heart blocks and etc. etc. But irregularly regular is standard for AF, which means that there's no pattern whatsoever. Okay, so there's different types of rhythms. You have a regular rhythm and you have irregular rhythms. Irregular rhythms can be regularly irregular, like heart block, where there's a pattern, or irregularly irregular, like AF, where it's just all over the place and there's no pattern. Is that right? Exactly. Great. Is there anything else that we should know about the AF pattern? Like, what does a rate do? So the rate is an interesting aspect. We have commonly the rate is quite fast. So our regular is between 60 to 100 beats per minute. In AF, the typical is 110 to 160. That's our fast AF. But when you're in the world, you might hear about slow AF. What is slow AF? Is basically when the ventricular rate is below 60 beats per minute. And this is particularly caused by things like hypothermia, digoxin toxicity, other medications, or if you have sinus node dysfunction. Okay, right, good to know. So fast and slow AF. What investigations would we actually do apart from history and examination to confirm all of this? So we do the classic investigation for heart problems, which is... ECG? ECG, exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so on an ECG, you would see absent P waves because P waves uh, signify atrial contraction and we're saying that we have these random mini contractions that have no pattern therefore you don't get that and then you don't get a p wave and then we have a narrow qrs complex with irregular qrs intervals so if you try to see the boxes between the big r waves you will see that there is different number of boxes between um, the r waves on the strip okay so no p waves uh narrow qrs but irregular also, guys, if you want to see this on your phones right now, if you look in our description, we should be having a link that will show you what AF actually looks like on an ECG so you don't have to just picture it from what we're saying. Apart from that, you can also use an echo, echocardiography, which is used in patients with atrial fibrillation. That's to rule out a structural cause for AF. So we mentioned valvular conditions may present with AF. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but also it might detect the presence of an atrial thrombi. Ooh, okay, why are we worried about thrombi? So basically, it's one of the complications of AF. Why do we care uh, that the rhythm is irregular? Because the atria does not contract properly, it doesn't empty properly, and that means that blood becomes stagnant. And when we have stasis, if you remember your classic triad, that means that blood clots are more likely to happen. So they form in the atria, and then that means that they can easily dislodge, and if they dislodge, they go to our brain, and then we have a stroke, and we do not want that. Definitely don't want that. So next is management. We have different managements according to how the patient presents. 
So if the patient is hemodynamically unstable, which means that their blood pressure is dropping, then we use immediate electric uh, synchronized cardioversion, so DC cantroversion. Okay, what does that mean again? So basically, I was always wondering how this happens actually. And I was like, okay, they shock someone because it's an electric shock in order to put the heart back to its regular rhythm. Uh-huh. So you would hope that uh, they go under anesthesia and then they induce this electric shock that brings back the regular rhythm. However, this has a few caveats. First being how long this AEF has been present. So if the AEF is a new thing and it's less than 48 hours, you can do it immediately. You don't have to wait. However, if you have an AEF for more than 48 hours or you don't know when the AEF has started, then you put them on anticoagulation for four weeks and that's usually IV heparin or low molecular weight heparin with warfarin for four weeks before you actually can cardiovert them. Wow, okay, so if you know that it started in the last 48 hours, so if they were an inpatient and they didn't have AF when they came in, 12 hours later they got AF, you can immediately shock them. Mm-hmm. But if someone comes in for maybe another reason and you find they've got AF, but obviously the patient won't know when it started, that's when for four weeks you have to anticoagulate, that's ages. Okay. Yeah, and do you know why? No, tell me why. So basically, we said before, now, the problem with AAF is that you might have this thrombi in your atrium that can dislodge to cause a stroke. So if they had AAF for ages, it means that you don't know if they have this thrombi. Oh. So if you do actually shock them, then you might cause that thrombi to dislodge and you might cause them a stroke, causing a lot more problems to both the patient and yourself. Oh my gosh, yeah. Okay, let's not do that. That would be a very, very bad outcome. Exactly. So we've talked about when they're coming and their blood pressure's dropping, they're hemodynamically unstable. But what about if you have a hemodynamically stable patient? What if you're a GP and your patient's got AF? What do you do then? Okay, so these three things need to stick with you. If you're going to take anything away from this episode, it's these three things, okay? When the patient is stable, you need to make sure that you rate control, you rhythm control, and you anticoagulate, okay? So what are these three things, Sally? <laughs> Rate control, rhythm control, and anticoagulate. Perfect. And of course, if they have any modifiable risk factors for cardiac disease, or you might know what might be causing AF, you kind of deal with that as well. Okay. So what does rate control, rhythm control, and anticoagulation actually mean? Because I feel like that's the next question the consultant will ask me. Definitely. Okay. So it's a lot of information, so stick with me. So rate control is usually involves beta blockers such as metoprolol and propanolol. Alternatively, you can use non-dihydropyridine calcium channel blockers, such as verapamil, okay? So rate controlled is beta blockers or verapamil, okay? Okay, so metoprolol or verapamil. Yeah. Got it. And then we have rhythm control strategies, okay? So if you do electrical cardioversion, you don't need to do that. But in this stable patient that we didn't do our electrical cardioversion, we can do the chemical one. The chemical one involves antiarrhythmics such as flecainide or amiodarone, okay? Oh, yeah, I think I've heard those, you know, they're quite common drugs people are on, so that makes sense because lots of people have AF. So I guess, yeah, they're on chemical antiarrhythmics or medical antiarrhythmics. Exactly. Nice. So we've mentioned about rate control, rhythm control, and following, we have the anticoagulation therapy. 
However, not everyone gets anticoagulation therapy and we assess whether they will get that through Chad Vask. That's a very popular thing that can come up. Chad Vask. Yeah. What is it? So it's congestive heart failure, hypertension, age, diabetes, vascular disease, age again, sex category. And whether they had a previous stroke as well. So again, let's say that once more time, and it's good to memorize it because you'll definitely be asked at some point of your medical career this. It's congestive heart failure, hypertension, age, diabetes, stroke, vascular conditions, age again, and sex category. Yeah, guys, I'd recommend looking this up, but also don't worry because in third year, you won't be expected to just reel it off. Just remember that in order to determine what anticoagulation somebody with AF gets, you do the CHAS-VAS score. That's all you really need to know at this stage. And if you have anything more than one for a male and two for a female, then you need to anticoagulate them. Again, you need to anticoagulate them. So in order to prevent the potential of a thrombi being formed, and therefore to uh, minimize the risk of stroke, as mentioned before. Now, how we do that? There used to be that you give aspirin. However, when I was looking up for this episode, NICE guideline no longer suggests an antiplatelet, such an aspirin. Instead, they go for DOAC. That always confused me, people like, DOAC, DOAC. I'm like, what <laughs> is DOAC? <laughs> so it's direct oral anticoagulation, okay? So we have two types of medication one is your factor 10a inhibitors such as rivaroxaban and apixaban or you have your oral direct thrombin inhibitor which is dabigadron okay but i'm gonna repeat that because it's a lot to remember so we have our dogs which is rivaroxaban and apixaban or dabigadron so on top of all of that if af is like very severe or refractory you can also have a surgical ablation in order to find the point of the atria that gives off these wrong electrical signals and like basically kill it so that you hopefully get away with it but the most important three things as we said are rate control rhythm control and anticoagulation rate control with beta blockers rhythm control with antiarrhythmics such as like flecanide and amiodarone and anticoagulation with dogs. So, that's all I had to share about AF. I understand that the management is a bit heavy, but if you do learn it now, it will save you so much hassle in the following years to come. Hey everybody, it's Harry with your 30 second summary. Atrial fibrillation is an arrhythmia due to uncoordinated atrial activation resulting in a regular ventricular response. It is mostly asymptomatic with clinical examination yielding an irregularly irregular pulse. Diagnosis is confirmed with an ECG with no P waves, and complications include stroke. Treatment is divided into whether a patient is stable or unstable hemodynamically. If they are unstable, a patient is DC cardioverted. If patient is stable, treatment involves rate control, rhythm control, and anticoagulation with drugs. Thanks for listening, guys, and do check our description for some ECGs on AF.